Welcome to Fragrophilia, our third episode. I'm Jeff. This is Jane. We are so happy to be here. We put our baby to bed. We have our cocktails. We're ready to talk about fragrance. Yeah, I know. What are you drinking? Um, A horrible cocktail that I invented. And care to elaborate? I saw saw a woman suggesting some things on TikTok, and I, I took those suggestions, and I just... You know, we made it your own. I made it my own, and it's worse. <laughs> I am having an in-glass built Negroni. That's yeah, the measurements are probably a little off, but that's okay. It looks a little dark, so I, I think I went a little heavy-handed with the vermouth. But um, we want to thank everyone who has listened so far. We released our first two episodes this past Friday, and we had a really nice response. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We we were really touched by the people who, you know, said they enjoyed it and took the time to listen to all the episodes. That's really cool. So thank yeah, you. Thank you for being here with sent us. Sent us messages and some people were sharing it. And I don't know, it, it, it was it was very exciting and very fun. And we really enjoyed doing this and uh, look forward to uh, doing more. A- another thing that uh, we were de- or was brought to our attention this week was a post by... Our good online friend, Pretty Critical. Love Pretty Critical. Longtime favorite follow on TikTok and on Twitter. One of my favorites, truly, yeah. If you're not familiar, it's at Pretty Critical underscore on both, I think, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. She filmed a video. She seemed to be having a a fun night out in New York City. Uh, In this video, she was like, oh, I tried a fragrance that Fragrophilia suggested and Ashley from Celebrity Memoir Book Club, shout out, was in the background. And uh, Tamika asked her if she smelled a little bit like urine and <laughs> Ashley said yes, but not in a bad way. And that fragrance was Slow Dive by Hiram Green. Yes, and Jane quickly distanced herself from that recommendation <laughs> and put it all on me, uh, which I will gladly accept. But, you know, I got to... I know that it's there. I mean, obviously, you have neroli, you have tuberose, you have honey, which can get kind of anabolic. Yeah. So I understand it. And Tamika but I said, never sense it. Tamika said the honey is what made it smell kind of urinous. Yeah, and honey can kind of go here or there with fragrances. But uh, honey I is love a wild card. Honey is a very a wild note. My question is, and I and I think we should follow up with her, is that's a pretty strong fragrance. I mean, it can really like. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't want to spray it directly on your clothes because it's very, like, it's a very dark color and would definitely stain your clothes. But it it, um, it can last a really long time, and it can kind of weigh in with those kind of heavier notes of tuberose and honey. And uh, so I was Look, just, I wonder how that night went. I, I love <laughs> Hiram Green. I, I wouldn't choose a slow dive as a night out fragrance. Maybe I should curate a night out list for the girls. I think that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> um, also, I have something really exciting. Oh, yeah. We got the best PR mail package ever this week. Um, we got the Barbie Dreamhouse fragrance from Glasshouse. Glasshouse is a fragrance and candle company from Australia, but they have the Barbie Dreamhouse uh, candle that they've released for the upcoming movie, and it it smells crazy. It smells kind of exactly like it's described, which is uh, kind of like plastic toy and strawberries and cream 
and waxiness. It is, yeah. it is strong. It's, it's heavy, heavy, heavy on the strawberry. It says we have strawberry leaves and fresh strawberry here. There's also raspberry, black currant, um, plastic doll accord too. And they really nailed that because I uh, put this candle under our candle warmer and it smelled, you know, very licious, you know, very that strawberry shortcake thing, but there was something kind of funky and plastic going on too. I love the glass. I love the 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 jar. Oh yeah, it's got really cute like kind of 50s style Barbie dolls all over the the candle design. It's adorable. It has a lid that seals on there as perfectly as it should for a candle this strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually probably one of the strongest candles I've ever smelled. But it, it is pretty cool. And the, just the it came with a Barbie tissue wrap, which was really cool. Yeah, I saved that. Yeah. You were very excited. Yes. Um, that was one of the best PR packages I've ever gotten. Um, so Jeff and I wanted to talk briefly about something that we keep seeing come up on our For You page on TikTok, kind of in like discussion with other fragrance lovers. And that is the question of longevity in fragrance. How much does it matter? Do you mind reapplying? It's something that I see all the time. And uh, I guess, you know, if you love fragrance, it's something that you have pretty strong feelings about. Uh, Jeff, how do you feel? Well, I have that very strong feelings about it because it's always in the context of that kind of bunched or grouped in with things like beast mode or projection or sillage, things like that. Yeah. And I think that's confusing because to me, when I talk about longevity, and I absolutely believe it's important, and especially if you're paying a, a you know, $150, $200, for a fragrance for it to die down, you know, you know three yeah, hours in. I don't want to have to make like a travel. Uh, you know, file or carry a big bottle around or anything like that. So to me, it's very important, but I think it gets lost in this argument of have to have strong takes on beast mode and things like that, that it gets lumped into with that. And I think it's a very different subject. And well, okay, but beast mode is a thing. Oh, it's very much a thing. And there are plenty of people who like only want to buy beast mode fragrances. And I don't think that, I, I think the argument on that is always that, oh, if that becomes the more marketable things, then everybody's going to start pushing beast mode fragrances or creating beast mode fragrances. And sometimes just subtle fragrances or skin scents or things like that are, are I'm not entirely clear why it always has to come into an argument with longevity. But, you know, if they want to buy beast mode fragrances, good. I guess my feelings on beast mode, I don't. We have maybe one or two beast mode fragrances, right? I would. I would say our Orto Parisis are beast mode. Sure. Um, but probably, definitely, several of the Ex Nihilos are very beast yeah. mode. And by beast mode, I mean like they stick around for forty-eight hours at least. You have side effect. Side effect by Initio, yeah, that's that's a pretty strong one. Um, you know, for me, because we love fragrance and we wear, you know, several fragrances within a day, usually. We usually change our fragrance twice. Mm -hmm. I I don't know that I really uh, want to buy many more beast mode fragrances the deeper we get into collecting because they kind of overtake the experience of the rest of my fragrances for the next couple of days. And that can really wear me out. And certainly I know that Tiago has talked about this, like Orto Parisi, you can wash your clothes and it's still there. And, yeah, that's, and that's, a, that's a problem for me. That's Tiago with at Sentiment on TikTok. And we I love think, Tiago. Yeah, he's he's the best. And um, 
Yeah, it's in, I think, also just the overall connotation with Beast Mode and kind of, you know, the the bro fragrance community and and kind of the weird stuff that goes with that. But Yeah, there's some, some weird toxic masculinity going on there for sure. I feel for me when it comes to longevity, and I will always use this as an example because it was my first like real luxury niche fragrance that I dove in, and I love it tremendously, and that is Balde Freak by Byredo. And it's an expensive fragrance. And after about three hours, it's gone. And I that plays into whether or not I want to buy that again. And I have because I can. But if it, it would be hard for me to recommend that to somebody based on that longevity. So that's where I think it's, it's important. I think that I just want my fragrance to, if I spray it on before I go to work, I just want to at least last until lunch. I'm going to say that... Um... I think as my nose has become more sensitive and more developed, just the more that we have been smelling fragrances, you develop a better nose. And for me, I detect more longevity in my fragrances now. It's something that I've picked up on lately, and it could be the weather affecting the performance too, but things that I used to feel like they only lasted like three or four hours, I'll start like smelling them more like eight or nine hours later now. So that's like something interesting that I've kind of noticed over the last couple of months is that longevity maybe isn't as important to me because my nose is better now. Oh, that's a really good point because then it becomes an argument, I think, of like what is important, ultimately what is important to you about a fragrance is that it smells good to you and you're able to pick up on it whenever or it, the going back again to the projection connection to longevity. And um, I don't mind when somebody wears something beast mode uh very strong around me as long as i don't overspray yeah do you feel like i overspray no no you don't <laughs> i'm kidding i think i can be a bit more of an oversprayer but maybe that's because i smell it on me i feel like i oversprayed last night by accident because i went to spray <laughs> french affair by x and halo which we will get to here in a second in our sense of the week but um I was so excited to wear it, and I accidentally grabbed Atlas Fever. And Atlas Fever is a very strong ex nihilo scent, very tonka base, very sandalwood. Um, not what I would necessarily wear during a hundred degree Texas weather. No, no. And I I went heavy, but it was already on my third spray, and in the process of doing a fourth spray, by the time I realized what it was, and uh, oh, now we're getting into sprays. That may be a topic for another day. Yeah. How many sprays? We have, I have very strong opinions on this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll save that for another time. Uh, sense of the week. All right. What have, you, what have you been wearing? Well, uh, we had the tray out and we had lots of good ones. And some of the highlights uh, would be like Citizen X by X and Hilo, Tempo by Diptyque, Neroli Orange by um, Metier Premier. Um, and I, I really stuck to tempo at first this week. I really felt like wearing a lot of patchouli. I don't know. This patchouli and summer work for me. I know a lot of people find that to be kind of a fall note. You were doing a lot of very studious work and I feel like, uh, tempo suited that atmosphere. Yeah. Um, plus it, it just, to me, it's really fun because it's kind of a ode to patchouli, but also it then turns into like a classic eighties perfume. Things that I remember, like, my teachers wearing or people at church or something like that when I had to go to church when I was a little kid. Teacher fragrances. 
Yeah, <laughs> things like opium and obsession. Yeah. Because it's really just a lot of patchouli, but then it gets into this just kind of powdery. The nice thing about Tempo is it has mate, and that I think that's kind of gives it this earthy kind of cool feel to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, then I immediately went off tray, and because you provided that cinemat- uh, cinematic by Derduced, which we refer to as act in the in the um, yeah, sorry guys, I I made a mistake there. <laughs> But you, uh, I'm hooked on it. I, I can't get enough of it because it's just got these warm spices with citrus um, and vanilla and cardamom. Yeah, it was. It felt very aquatic to me. You wore it like two days yeah. this week and it felt kind of like a slimy sea creature, but, you know, kind of a musky, <laughs> cozy one too. It was kind of, it was weird. It was a very strong scent. It's, I, the whole house smelled like it. I sprayed it on this card next to uh, where we're, I can write notes while we're doing this. And um, I, I can smell it from here. It's like a good, like I barely put any on there just for reference earlier. And I can smell it from there. But I have a fun callback for you is the perfumer on that is Miguel Matos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The writer at Fragrantica. Oh, yeah. who The guy who was crazy about Musk Rain by Rainier Fragrances. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Huh. Um, Interesting. My final fragrance of the week is French Affair by Ex Nihilo because that was my Father's Day present. It arrived this week and Yay. I love Happy it Father's so Day. much. Thank you. I wish I could have wore it last night, but you know, I'm just spraying one. Um, I pretend I pretended you were wearing it. Well, thank you. Um, but it is, you know, it, it was a fragrance I didn't love at first, but now I do because it's a rose, and it's also a uh, Quentin Bish Bish. He's the perfumer, but he uh-huh. did like Delina and um, Good Girl and Bad Boy by Carolina Herrera. Those are Jeff's favorite fragrances, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Fleur Nar- Narcotique by Xenihilo as well. But they're all like really sweet, perfumey, yeah. floral roses. And French Affair is so different. It's kind of scratchy and earthy and it's mossy. It's so inky. It yeah. Kind of, it reminds me, um, you know, sometimes I spill some of my paint or accidentally inhale some spray paint when I'm in my studio. And it does kind of, it's like, you know, that kind of amazing vintage Sheepra feel, but it also kind of feels like um, a chemical artistic mishap. It's so mm. thick and black and inky. That's you passing out from the fumes. Yeah. And the spray paint. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, no, I, I agree. I think it's, it's such a fascinating fragrance. And I also was reading some interviews with one of the co-founders of Ex Nihilo, and he mentioned someone brought up the fact that they never discontinue scents. They always just keep them around. And he's like, yeah, you know, we have the formulas, so we can just make them as well. We may not stock them a bunch. And he mentioned that French Affair, which he loved, is not one that sells very much. And I was what? like, wow, that's such an amazing fragrance. Oh, that makes me sad. That's actually like, it really has quickly become one of my favorite Ex Nihilos, and I can't wait to wear it. Yeah, I mean, we did a video on it on TikTok, one of our early videos, and I was very hit and miss on it. Like, I liked it at first, but it made me ill after a while. But now I just, it's a perfume perfume. It is so cool. I love it, and I I'm, thank you very much. Well, you know, it was partly for me, too, because I'm going to wear it also. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I am always kind of surprised at the ex nihilos that I hear people talk about. Everyone talks about Florinar Cartique and what's the other one? Venus in Paradise or Lust in Paradise? Lust Sorry. in Paradise, yeah. 
people always talk about those and those are like my least favorite from Ex Nihilo. It's, I never hear people talk about their kind of weirdo sense. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many that, I mean. We I need just, an Ex Nihilo episode for sure. We will. One day. I mean, we'll force it upon everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, but what are your scents for the week? Okay. Um, I want to report back to you guys. I did wear Maggie the Cat is Alive by Marissa Zappas a lot, like probably three or four days this week. Mm-hmm. And I know you wore it a little bit too. Um, man, I... I absolutely love it. It's stunning, but it is not like the chillest, most casual fragrance to wear. That kind of has struck me as I uh, kind of got into maybe my third day wearing it. It's like, this feels kind of chaotic and uh, very dramatic. And you know, that that's appropriate because it's a fragrance tribute to Elizabeth Taylor playing a Tennessee Williams character. You know, it just didn't feel very casual. It feels kind of retro. I do get that kind of uh, sense of maybe a little bit of female hysteria behind it. Um, And I think the thing that kind of stood out to me most, uh, Marissa lists that sunlight accord in there, but to me, it's almost like this kind of buzzy, buzzy, bright, almost stage spotlight kind of feel to it. Oh. Which and I know that's definitely the, narr- the narrative of the scent playing into it, like the like the the hot stage lights yeah. and the dust kind of burning on it. Or? Yeah, that and also the the champagne accord in it is real, guys. Like I I actually did have champagne for the first time in like a year, so first time since I had Henry last night, and I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely get the real champagne mm. feel in um, Maggie the Cat. But that's amazing. You know, it's one that I'm going to have to save for the right moment. And I'm so glad to have it. But definitely not not an everyday reach for sure. And, you know, I wouldn't want it to be. It's a freaking Elizabeth Taylor inspired I think fragrance. It's a, I can't wait to smell that on you when we go out for drinks or something in the fall, in the early winter. Yes. That kind of like dressing up, going out somewhere special. Because and then we can reenact. We can reenact "Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf" when I wear it. That'll yeah. be fun. But it, uh, the one thing that I noticed about it is all the punchier notes that happen when you first spray it on. Mm-hmm. They kind of dissipate, and at first I was wondering, like, does it have lasting power? It's going, you know, coming back to longevity, but it does. But it does it in this really, I don't know. It's it, it's it's just always there. It is kind of like a cat. You don't see it all the time, but it's always lingering around. And and every now and then it just kind of scurries past the room or jumps up in the window. Or you just notice that it's laying on the sofa and it's just presence is confident, but it's subtle and it's quiet Mm -hmm. and it's determined. And uh, but that oak moss. It hangs on for dear life. That oak moss. (laughs) Yeah, it is there throughout the entire wear. And I just, I love it, especially right now. I mean, speaking of like French Affair and things like that, yeah. I love those. It actually kind feels of, almost like a cousin of French Affair a little yeah. bit. Just those oh, real heavy oak moss sheep fragrances that, uh, I mean, we're picking a bang up time to, to get into that kind of stuff in the middle of, you know, it was like 104 today or something <laughs> yeah. like that. But um, what it is? is, we're fragrance fans. We got to wear what we're, what so we're into. It's rich and so luxurious and fancy and powerful and and Liz Taylor yeah um okay I also wore another Marissa scent I wore Queen Zynga this week and that is 
I don't want to say it's my favorite Marissa scent because that's probably Flaming Creature, but I would say if I had to go through our entire collection of fragrances and choose a fragrance that felt most me, like the most representational of my personality, I would choose Queen Zinga. And that's why I kind of wanted it in the first place. You've said that since you've received it. Yeah, it feels like, oh, like this is Jane as a perfume. And I don't know why. I really don't don't know why. It feels like just something very innate to me. It has a very minimal note list. It's just tamarind, geranium, and amber. But something about it is just, um, it's very feminine it's kind of powerful. It's powdery in the dry down. The tanginess of the tamarind is is really addictive to me. And then the the geranium does that kind of green rosy thing. I don't know. It's just stunning. It's, something about it is it just feels like part of my DNA. So I, I love wearing it. It's like a, a major comfort wear to me. And, you know, considering the note list, it's only three notes. I don't know why it is so feminine, but like this is not a fragrance I feel like you could wear. You can't wear Queen Zinga. No. And you know, I don't it's not something I probably would wear. It's not one that I've worn a lot to to really offer much. Even of an though opinion. it has geranium. I know, but the tamarind is um really interesting to me. And I would like to I I wish I would have worn it a little bit more this week while it was on the uh the the tray, and I'm sure it will be on the tray again it's, because you love it so much. It's very feminine. It's like crushed red velvet feminine. But I think that's, I can't see a man in it. That's what's really great about her fragrances, though. And I know we always talk in wax poetic and, and, and love Marissa's fragrances. We talk about it a lot, much like we do at Vex Nihilo and a couple others. But is that she does create universal i think genderless fragrances with a from a strong female point of view mm-hmm. from a from a with a woman's voice so it automatically does kind of lend that way a little bit but yeah. i don't feel like any of them are specifically for women necessarily i don't know mm, or, yeah or no for, i i mean just, i don't really believe yeah. in gendered fragrance yeah. but i will say marissa's in her own universe and it's by the girls for the girls for sure yeah, well, sure <laughs> sure but i, I don't know okay. I, I just i find it really cool uh last on my list carnal flower by frederick mall that was on the tray this week and such an iconic scent i think probably most people listening to this will know it um and i have to say now that I'm wearing it, and I don't know if it's the way the temperature is affecting its performance, what jumps out most to be about, about carnal flower is the the melon and eucalyptus notes. Yeah. I get They're the eucalyptus. So strange. I never get the melon. I don't know what it is. I just never get the melon. See, I do, and it comes out in this like very watery quality to me. Do you ever get oh, that? Okay. Uh, that makes a little bit. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah, but then the eucalyptus makes it like kind of camphoric, and they're subtle because I guess it's, that's it's, what I always relate to. It's it. mostly tuberose, obviously tuberose and jasmine, but um, those kind of the the melon and the eucalyptus just hanging there on the outside are what really jump out to me, and they felt really refreshing, um, even though it's you know a million degrees outside. So I, I have to say it's kind of. Now that I have a better developed nose, it's a very out there scent to me. It's when I first incredible. smelled it, it just smelled like like tuberose forward. And now I get the weirdness of it. And I'm like, you know, it's really cool that this is such a successful fragrance because it's kind of a weirdo. Yeah. No, it is. And it is. It's a great one. 
Yeah. We, you, know, you wore it. You wore it to Target today. Well, I wore Lucky Target. Normally Orange by Metia Premier uh, early this morning. And then I was sampling fragrances that I was going to put in the game coming up here in a few moments. And But I put too much on my hands and or wrists, and I didn't want you to smell that. So I was like, what can cover this up? What, what can distract her from this, what's on me? And sure enough, carnal flower, I just sprayed on top, and you, and you loved it. And it's because it's an amazing fragrance. Yeah, it was, it was a treat to be around you today. Well, thank you. Thank you. It always is, honey. Oh, well, <laughs> there you are. Um, well... I think that's all the stuff that I've worn, you worn. Should yeah, we... I want to play the game. Let's get to the game. Okay. Um, can I go first? Of course. Okay. I have sprayed Jeff's first Ooh. blind sample. Holy. Okay. Get a load of this. Whoa. That almost <laughs> smells medicinal. That like singed my nose a little bit. It's like a saffron leather with, wow, I don't know what that is but i'll tell you right now the note list is deep yeah it's it a bunch of notes like so deep. just call out what comes to mind because i'm telling you it's what? probably in there i smell tar and leather and saffron but i also smell like some kind of candy notes yeah i would i would say that's true a little bit of a red hots vibe it's very much a, like a cinnamon red hots kind yeah. of uh there's a lot of cinnamon there's cinnamon i think it's, it's like cinnamon leaf I'm... and cinnamon yeah. is listed. yeah it's very spicy i don't know if there's cardamom yeah there might be cardamom or some kind of like nutmeg yeah it's man is there like red berries in here it's amazing how suggestive these things can be because now that you've mentioned Red Hots, it's like I'm seeing Red Hots. No, yeah, so. it's it's a very cinnamon-forward fragrance. Um, but my first words come to mind. It's very medicinal. It's very, very like, um, barky, like, yeah. like tree yeah. bark, very leathery. But it's not harsh. There's a little bit of a Band-Aid accord to it. Ooh, love that. I love Don't that you love too. a band aid accord in fragrance? Like yeah. we, there's Amber just Kiso a few. is like the greatest band aid accord. Oh my god! Okay, we need to put Amber Kiso on the tray. That's Talk Diaz about and that. Durga, by the way. Talk about a, a fragrance not meant for the summer. But um, <laughs> what temperature is this fragrance? Is very warm. Is it very like um, reddish brown bark? Um, can I just ask you? Does it feel maybe as hot as the depths of hell would feel? No. No, it doesn't. It's not like because a, can not, I just can yeah, I just please. tell you a little hint here? Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm reading the brand description of this fragrance correctly, this is a scent inspired by having sex with the devil. Okay, wow, that's not what I was prepared for this <laughs> evening. Neither was I. Listen, uh, I chose this fragrance before I, mean, is, I read that. Is he buying or? What, I mean. I, I will say you have bought this sample. Okay. Um, wow, that sounds familiar now. I feel like I've read that before. But it, um, I mean, what color is this fragrance? Like I was saying, it was brown. It's kind of bark, a little bit of red, you know, devil colors. And uh, where do I envision wearing this? I would wear it maybe to meet a friend for some drinks. Like is, that a beer. Friend, is that friend Goody Proctor? <laughs> I don't even know who Goody Proctor is. What oh, is, come on. 
on, the crucible. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, what season? Fall. Wait. It's heavy, but it's not like heavy, heavy. It's 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 not thick. What era is this set in? I mean, the Crucible. I mean, I guess the play was what fifties. I think but this fragrance is set era, in the beginning of time. The primordial, yeah, the ooze yeah, of for sure creation. Can I read you a little snippet of the brand copy? Yes. This fragrance combines the spiritual with the carnal in a rising plume of incense accompanied by the riff of a heavy metal bass played by an entity in a black leather jacket. Okay, I know what this is. This is definitely a Room 1015. No, no. no. They have some fucking crazy brand copy, though. Yeah. Uh, no, no. It's not, really. Olympic Orchids. Oh, Oh. This is this is Dev 2 by Olympic Orchids. The perfumer behind this is Dr. Ellen Covey. I th- I'm I think this brand's very interesting. Yeah, they have a fragrance inspired by having sex with the devil. I'd say that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And yeah. like the reviews on Fragrantica, people love her. She yeah, I mean this is all like she it's has diehard fans of her work. Um, it's all natural work, and, and so I think it's from. Uh, I ordered this from Ministry of Scent. Is yes, that correct? Yeah. yeah, they have the coolest buying. I love they Ministry really do. Of Scent. Um, but I remember there's like a handful of fragrances, and they're all numbered, if I remember. Correctly. Okay, but let me tell you the notes in this. Yeah. Okay, back to this fragrance. It contains three different kinds of labdanum, tolu balsam. Black agar, some other woody notes, musks, castorium, civet, incense, immortelle, cade, artemisia, leather. Also, clove, cardamom, and cinnamon. It's really heavy on those spices. Yeah. In a way that kind of makes it, I haven't really smelled any fragrance as cinnamon forward as this, and that shouldn't work because cinnamon's kind of a difficult note to work. But I feel like this is really beautiful. May I smell it, I think. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. Thank you. I'm not sure if I'm thinking like own sample or pitch. Definitely glad to have a sample. I'm glad I have a sample because there's I some, really do think the line's cool. There's like a little bit of funky barn barnyardiness coming out. Yeah. Which, you know, suits the theme, I suppose. There's a bit of this that smells a little papillon fragrance. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Papillon um, by, uh, sorry, papillon. Is it papillon perfumery? Is that what it's called? Papillon Artisan, oh, Artisanal yeah. Perfumery, I believe yeah. that's the house. They do Salome and Anubis. This definitely feels like one of their fragrances. But I also just want to throw out a weird fact about this company. Olympic Orchids, uh, she literally did start this company as an orchid house. Like She, yeah, or, she a, breeds like orchids. That was very confusing for me when I was trying to find the website for the scent. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's really cool. I think I could really get into this. I might put it on the tray to wear next week. My cool. turn? Yes, it is. Okay. All right. I've already kind of sprayed it here. So own sampler pitch, going back to that, I will say it's uh, sample for now. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I need to, I bought like three or four of those. So I'm curious what the other ones smell like too. I mean, if it's, if it's act two, there's other, there's like Dev 1 and Dev 3. Yeah. If Dev 2 is having sex with the devil, then what is the third one? I, I have to know. Okay, I am smelling Jeff's first sample for me. This is like a big flower party. I feel like I'm smelling a lot of freesia here. 
um, maybe magnolia. There's like white florals, yellow florals. It feels like just a whole beautiful bouquet, but maybe there's some amber underneath. Yes. Um, it's gorgeous, beautiful. I mean, almost it's, you know, if Barbie kind of grew up and got an office job, maybe this is what she would wear. After the strawberries and cream burned off? <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a good comparison. It's so floral that it feels strictly feminine. But Well, let me read the brand notes about the fragrance please, itself. Please do. It's like a stroll through the fields of jasmine and grass, where the scent of the flower fills the air. The fragrance is rooted in the south of France and echoes the name of the legendary Baie d'Ange in Nice. Okay. Well, I don't know a lot about France, but this smells lovely. Um, this is a beautiful springtime fragrance. It feels maybe like there's, like I mentioned, like it feels like maybe there's some freesia or, or some other floral that maybe I'm not overly familiar with because it's not just jasmine going on here, I Can feel. Um, what color would you say this is? I would say it's like green, purple, white, yellow. All it's of those. very vibrant. Yeah, it's not, Ooh, God, you know, even nice. though they're talking about jasmine, this does not feel like a strict white floral. And it could be some other things coming in to assist with that imagery. I sprayed it on my skin earlier today, and this isn't okay, the It's one getting that, a lot spicier and warmer. It felt very fruity to me at first, but it, it's not. And I mean, there are fruit notes. Would you like to hear the note list? Yes, please. Bergamot, apricot. Osmanthus. Okay. okay, Osmanthus for sure, I get Jasmine, peach, white musk, and vanilla. Okay, well, I was way off, wasn't I? Okay, now Not I can really. kind of see. Mean, amber notes. You, you gave I can see the florals. fruit, I guess. You know, we never yeah. smell a lot of fruity perfumes, but I guess I can see all of that peachiness. The Osmanthus I definitely do get. Um, This is pretty stunning. Can I ask you, like, What's the brand's vibe? If you could give me a little hint. Like, like who's wearing this this fragrance? Like, who's shopping this brand? Um, it's a it's a luxe fragrance. It's um, a little bit on the pricier side. It's exclusive, I would say, to certain sellers. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> because, like, the notes feel like a little rogue with how hard they're leaning into the... I don't know, just greenery of it all. It was released in 2018, so it's newer. Okay. And I thought that it, once you know this, I felt like, oh, that explains kind of how sweet it is a little bit. It is. It is but sweet. But it smells but, less sweet mm, now. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to describe it as overly sweet because its predominant quality is just that kind of narcotic. Yeah. White it's floralness. Very white floral. Smelling it in the room um, right now. Man, this is great. Um, Can you tell me what this is? Yeah, the the uh, perfumer from one is Francoise Dimarche, the legend who was the house perfumer for Dior forever. And this is oh okay Dior's Jasmine des uh, Anges. Oh okay. And um, yeah, it's really it's one. It feels like a little wild for Dior. That's it really very does. surprising yeah. for me. Like it's kind of run amok. But at the same time, it seems very classy 
It, it's not for sure. It, yeah. yeah, it's not like a puzzler. It's not something that's going to challenge you. Well, but maybe is... I take it back. Maybe if Barbie did grow up and work in a corporate environment, maybe this is exactly what she would wear. She probably yeah. would like. She would be a Dior girl, I guess, in terms of their cosmetic brand. Hmm, that's really good. You're. I know you're kind of a Dior perfume fan. I. You know. I think I'm a perfume fan in the sense that I like it. And I'm a little bummed that we have nowhere near us that, that sells no, it. No, that's so the thing. Like, we have a Dior boutique it, here. It and has I think a for like. Bit of a lure for well, me. Yeah, for a minute, you could get Dior perfumes at the, the Dior boutique here in Dallas, but now you can't. It's like, we I don't. used to have it at Neiman's. Yeah, I feel like we'd have to either. Do they. Can you get it in New York? Yeah. Yeah, you can get it in New York and I think LA, probably well, Chicago. Well, why, probably, are, why are we left out? I think, actually, I think Saks in New York. And please, listeners, correct. That's if we're wrong. Yeah, but I, I mean, think Saxon, New York has them. Yeah. So. Man, that's um, really good. Okay. All right. Uh, finally, own sampler pitch. Um, I feel like that's one I would definitely be very happy to own, especially this time of year. Like, that is the kind of thing that I want to be wearing now. And I also feel like, you know, it took us for a while to really get uh, crazy about floral scents. And now we can't get enough. Which, speaking of which, that is the theme of my... Ooh. You know, we, we listeners, we had talked about, oh, we should maybe talk about doing themes or stuff with the game, and that I decided to just do that without telling you. So okay, awesome. <laughs> um, I mean, so honestly, I'm going white florals. Honey, I could have predicted that you would do a whole floral bend. I mean, you're just we're you're, all florals. Right you now. are very crazy about your florals right now. Okay, I am going to spray you the second fragrance. All right. Jeff is taking my second blind sample for him. Hmm. That's nice. I thought you'd be into this. Uh, this smells very familiar to me. Wow. Okay. So there's like a, it's probably like bergamot or something like up at the top. You have some vanilla and cedar in the base. Wrong, wrong, wrong. I will just say that. Really? Yeah. I think you need to let it open up a little bit. Okay. Are you, wow. getting, are you getting some lavender perhaps? Not necessarily. Um, I'm really, it, sound, it smells very citrusy up top and... I'm detecting, like like I was saying, like cedar and vanilla and the base somewhere. Oh, I really like this. Though. I will say, like, smelling it right now, it does not smell like the listed notes on paper. I have also never smelled this fragrance before. When I was picking your blind samples, I thought, hmm, this sounds interesting. And I, I thought we could tell check if it's it out together. On here enough or... I sprayed four sprays on there. Huh. It hasn't changed. Like it is still those. May three. I? May I have? Yeah, a it, sniff? it's like it hasn't morphed in any way. There's oh. a woody note to it that yeah, I really like. Yeah, I don't like. know. I kind of feel it calming down. I get the pink pepper. Okay. And the ambroxan. And do you see a touch of myrrh? I mean, what? <laughs> Is this your fragrance to test? Because <laughs> you're doing a heck of a job at it. I mean, I don't I'm know. I'm not very good at it. The reason I'm throwing out the notes like so early on is because like you're never going to guess them. So, uh, smelling them now, it's like... I will say this. Now, now that it's opened up a little bit, it smells kind of piney. And I guess that's probably where yeah. some of the myrrh is coming from. But it smells kind of wintry. Yes. But not a... I wouldn't call it like a winter scent. It smells, uh, there's something very kind of like ambery in the base. That's, that's I, I guess it's not that's, vanilla, that's but. That's the ambroxan and the myrrh and the musk. 
you know, I to be honest, I'm not I mean, the myrrh. I can see the Ambroxan, not really. No, I I thought this would be very Ambroxan forward, and it's kind of not. I'm yeah, getting I don't get much. I'm of that getting at all. more of the myrrh and the lavender than anything else. I will say this: the temperature of this fragrance is cool, with some, you know, I would say upper fifties because there's some warmth to it. Um, the color. Yeah, what color? Please. It's kind of like a uh, kind of a. It's a really pale green. Oh, interesting. Very pale green, almost leaning towards gold. Okay. Um, I like it. That sounds pretty. It sounds or it. It's very nice. It's really nice. Can I ask this you, like, be... how do you feel mentally when you smell it? Would you describe your state as more calm and relaxed? And open, or does it make you okay, feel this, more I feel energetic? Like this is a tell. Um, yes, this is a clue. I don't feel. Um, I would say I feel not relaxed, but like comfortable. Okay. I feel. Um, I feel confident. Not that I would need it or anything like that, but it's like this is a nice scent. Somebody who if. if you receive this as a gift, not you specifically, but you and the general you. You would be happy. Be I like, do feel oh, like wow, this is nice. This yeah. actually is quite a giftable fragrance. There's nothing that could ever be offensive in this to anybody. It's no. um, yeah, it's, it's this very could be pleasant. someone's signature fragrance, and they people would always compliment them. Okay, let me um, let me just tell you some of the brand I'm copy. Know this. The brand co- no, you won't. You sure? You won't. That I'm sure you won't. Okay, because the brand statement about the scent is was kind of insane. Um, it's it's all about being the embodiment of a transcendental state. And I'm not going to read the brand copy because it's literally like a freaking novel. Um, it's inspired by the Beatles traveling to Rishikesh to study transcendental meditation okay, to use as a tool to boost their creativity. And it spawned the White Album. Is this a Room 1015 fragrance? Yes, it okay. is. Yes, and this it is. is um, Purple Mantra. Yeah. Okay, I remember when we received the sample set, we were smelling them, and I remember thinking this was a really good fragrance. But, I mean, obviously it's not a, a truly dynamic fragrance. Incense and iris, and I feel like that's yeah. that's you all day long. Um, yeah, it smells freaking great. There's also, there's also clary sage, and I feel like the clary sage oh, in the... Oh, I always love when clary sage is in I do, too. Yeah, and just, I feel like the clary sage and the myrrh were working for that piney accord. That's it, exa- they kind yeah. of can masquerade as that. Uh, own sampler pitch. You could own this. I could own it if someone gifted it to me. I would own it, and I would be uh, happy with it. Is it something I would... I don't know because their their price point's nice, you know, for that niche kind of market. I think it's one fifty or less. Okay. Yes, I think so. I mean, fifty ml. That's a good good bit. It doesn't seem like a real strong fragrance, so you're probably no. Reapplying. I feel like that's a great daily daily yeah. daily driver kind of scent. Okay, it's time for my yes, it my is. second sample from you. Okay, here coming in hot with the, the number two because I just sprayed a shit ton on here and um. <laughs> Ooh, very lovely though. You you were serious with your floral theme. Oh my god, that is delicious. It's orange flower, creamy, musky. I feel like there's also maybe like some some real Ooh. like 
orange and tangerine here. so strong. Because it's like orange blossom. There's something like kind of juicy here. But it's got this creamy base. I don't know. It, you just sprayed it, so it might dry down to something very different. This is yum, yum. I want it. Yeah, this has one of your favorite notes. I mean, on top of neroli and wait, what? What's one of my favorite notes? Can you can you tell me what my favorite pedigree? Oh yeah, I do yeah. love pedigree. God, first words that come to mind? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> this is warm and balmy. Um, it feels, you know, kind of dense and narcotic in the way that white florals can be, and that's the reason why I love them. But I don't know, there's also some transparency and lightness here. It feels kind of dreamy, like I'm lost in a daze. Um, this is, I'm getting a bit of an Alice in Wonderland vibe, like I'm falling asleep under an orange blossom tree. This is so stunning, but I'm also getting some sharpness that's coming in. Maybe there's some woody notes in the base. May I read the ad copy or the brand copy for this? Please do. Uh, uncap this glittering floral scent and rays of fragrant golden sun magically abound. Light, love, and happiness. <laughs> Which, you put that on like a picture behind your, <laughs> your mantle. Live, laugh, love. Light, Live, love, laugh, happiness. Love. Light, love, and happiness radiate from the pure nature-inspired essence of orange blossom that spirits you to exotic sun-blessed climes. Pure warmth and sunshine in a bottle. This rare shimmering notes of orange blossom flowering on a Moroccan tree captured with orange blossom water, Moroccan neroli oil, and musk. Inhale to feel your spirit soar. Leave a trail of twinkling magic. Okay, I feel like I kind of called out everything there. Definitely on board with all of the copy there. This is magical. This is maximal. It's maximal in its enjoyment of orange blossom. It's gorgeous um this is going on the i want to own it list it is so good it, um, it really is can good. you please give me like a hint about the brand who is going to be buying this from this brand like what what's the entry here well let me give you a little bit of just so it's a 2017 fragrance okay it is carlos benign 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 he's a, he's a legend he did polo he did armani my way flower bomb oh, okay but also and um, this brand is sold in the same place that we um, would find these fragrances. He did Carrot E.G. and Ritano for Maison Detto, our beloved oh, Maison Oh, he Detto. did? Um, okay. But this is obviously not Maison Detto. Well, okay, like I said, this is definitely on the uh, one that I would like to own. It feels similar to Neroli Orange, but a little bit warmer, more... Um... Okay, let me smell that, because I, I wore that today, so I want to... Oh, so I can... This is much lighter than like like it in in it's much more watery. Yeah, I can than, see that. I would say Neroli Orange for those that are familiar from Metier Premier. It's gorgeous. This is so pretty. Yeah, I wish I really wish that people listening to this could smell it because it is like almost like a dreamsicle type of fragrance and I don't mean like it's not orangey, it's just that kind of I mean, nostalgic it is, sweetness it's not, it's not like creamy gourmandy orange no 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 it's, this is a, a a fancy like refined this is a nice fragrance it feels quite naturalistic that. to me though yeah. i will say like this feels like being well, out this brand is very nature forward okay natural forward. Um, i have no idea tell I'm me read you tell me what notes it... and i'm just gonna tell you okay it's pedigree bitter orange bergamot neroli orange blossom and musk white musk i believe 
Um, it's Sana Jardin. Jeez, um, um, drawing the <laughs> blank. Berber Blonde. Oh, okay. Berber Blonde by mm-hmm. Sana Jardin. God, she really kills it on it all is of her also, fragrance. I love all of her fragrances. This is the one we haven't touched. Like okay, when we, that yeah, sample say, set I've that we have. This, this, like, I've never smelled this I before. I pulled it out. I was going to do this last week or maybe even the first time. But I was thinking maybe you were going to do one. And I didn't want to have two Sana Jardins. And, um, but I noticed then, I was like, wow, have we even sprayed this once? <laughs> well, damn. I mean, I think that we had maybe three Sana Jardins on our, our want list. But I yes. think that this has just come up and usurped all of them. Well, I was listening to uh, On Your Scent, another fragrance podcast out of England. And they brought it up, and the way they described it, I was like, oh, this is this sounds exactly like something that Jane and I would love. I know we have it in the sample mm-hmm. set. I know I've probably smelled it, but I just never paid much attention to it, and now I love it. So we also love Vanille Nomad. Um, we also love Jaipur Chant. And there's one more. What's the other one that you like? Savage Jasmine. Savage Jasmine. I love and... Revolution de la Fleur. God, it's a really good brand. The Sandalwood Temple is really good. It's, it's a, a really good line. Yeah, so they definitely really like that's one if you're listening and you're, you want to get a really exciting sample set. We've been really yeah, happy. Yeah, the sample set's really nice. We've too. been really happy with all of Santa Chardins. And like Jeff said, this is one we haven't touched and this is incredible. Yeah. Okay, awesome. All Love right. that. My third one. Bring your, it on. Yeah, your last one. I have just sprayed Jeff's third and final blind test from me. He may know this right away. He may Ooh, not. This is a serious rose fragrance. I'm throwing roses at you because I want you Ooh. to become a rose lover. That's my goal this year. I'm going to turn you into a is rose this lover. Is this rose? Rose tenure? No. Oh. Wow, that's really pretty. There is also something kind of piney to this. And it's probably some sort of resin because it also feels kind of like dense like a resin. You're on the money there. And, um, but it is very piney. It's very timber. Um, I don't know. Maybe a little bit tar-like? Yes. Kind of like birch tar. Maybe if a tree could kind of make a type of tar. Oud. Oh, yeah. Well. (laughs) Oud. It's frozen oud. Yes, it is. Very much so. Oh, okay, wow, can I ask beautiful. you what color is this to you? Because this like it goes kind of crazy for me. To me, it's 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 kind of pink. I don't pink? know. It's like a, yeah. a mauve almost, like a not mauve, but I can see that too. Um, it feels warm, mm-hmm. very warm, and I feel like this is very um, confident. And secure fragrance for or for people that are confident, male or female, it doesn't matter. Yeah, this is like, definitely unisex. This could be when you see the couple walking into the the dinner party, um, and they're dressed very well, and they both look confident. Everybody seems to know them, but they're not showy or loud or anything like that. Right. Either one of them could be wearing this. If if the gentleman came up to you and he was wearing this, it wouldn't surprise you if the lady. I mean, yeah, just... there's something very self-assured about this fragrance without it doing too much. And it's kind of, I think, you've nailed maybe a little bit of the genius of the scent. Because yeah. there's a lot of fragrances that have 
these kind of notes, but I, I do feel like they're being handled just so so this amazingly every, here. Every season but summer. I wouldn't wear yeah. this in the summer. Um, Definitely. It's it's a little heavy for that. I think it's a pretty, little, little more heavy. dense. It's very... To me, it feels very 60s. Okay. Um, Maybe a little buttoned up. Yeah, a little bit more people when they came to your house for a dinner party they wore a suit mm-hmm. um i would own this in a heartbeat give yeah. me some give me some hint, like brand copy and stuff like that you know i'm just gonna tell you what it is because it's almost like the brand is so we all know it that um it doesn't they don't even have to do a lot of copy f- for their favorites i feel fragrance. like I'm, this is gonna be something i'm like oh why didn't i think of that and yeah you will um it's Oud Silk Mood by oh. Maison Francis Kirkjian. Isn't it great? Isn't it? I mean, you've been trying to trick me with this. I've one been for trying so to. Long. I have. I actually did this because I'm trying to 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 get Jeff to put this higher on our want list. I have wanted this for a very long time, and I will tell you guys, I have major regrets. I I'm wish, a satin mood man. I wish that I had not gotten Oud Satin Mood. I wish I had gotten Oud Silk Mood. I I really like. Three or four years. I think I got Oud Satin Mood four years ago. I prefer Oud Silk Mood now. I just do. Yeah. Well, in Oud's, I'm, you know, it'd be interesting to see how sh- this wears as well. Because Oud Satin Mood is such a bum. Talk about beast mode fragrances. There's a beast mode fragrance that we have. Oud Satin Mood will drive us out of this house sometimes. Like, I don't wear it very often because when I wear it, it sticks around for a freaking week. Yeah, and you two spray stops. Like yeah, yeah. It, it's it, the second spray only because you feel like maybe you didn't get that first spray on yeah. <laughs> all the way. But I this yeah. is a, this is a little bit. It's just more refined. Um, it has a little bit more of a sense of mystery about it. I feel like Oud Satin Mood. Oud, Oud Satin Mood puts all the goods on display. This is the one that kind of a well. I tell you, you wonder what's yeah. underneath. Silk Mood. Shows off the oud more because this yeah. feels yeah a little bit more like you were saying tar. It feels a little bit like bug spray. Yeah, there for sure. I can totally see it that. It Feels a little bit but like, like bug spray in the yummy most off. pleasant. Is um, it tracking the word? Can I just say like what happened to MFK the house? Like everything they've released in the last couple of years feels like it's been like some freshie, and they used the, you know they're famous for baccarat and oud satin mood really took off too. People Grand don't. Soir. Grand Soir too. I mean, those are the ones that are. I, I'm not a Grand Soir person, yeah. but Oud Silk Mood is kind of the slept on one. Where are the great new MFK releases? Yeah, because it seems like with 724 and now this new one, it's kind of fresh. I smell the new. I like the new one a lot more than 724. Okay, I haven't smelled um, I can't it even yet. think of what the name of it is, but oh, they just seem so flat. They seem. Maybe he's preoccupied with Dior. Who knows? I hope but, he's saving the good stuff for Dior because, man, this is this is so good. Yeah, because it's a bit like, wow, your first two albums were amazing, and now you're on your sixth album, and you're still, you know, you, you haven't he's, released anything that's really... It's kind of crazy because, like, Baccarat was such a change in the culture, and, like, why would you not kind of try to follow that up with something? Maybe not maybe similar. You maybe you can't. Maybe that's the whole reason. And that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's as described by two people that aren't necessarily big Baccarat fans. But I, I wouldn't say I'm not a Baccarat fan. We don't own it, but I can appreciate it. Would you own it? 
you know what? This is a conversation. We need to do a whole Bakra episode because it's such a huge topic. Yes. Okay. Um, but with on this one, own sampler pitch, I would say you've won me over. I want to own it. Maybe doing damage here. I mean, there's like several today that yeah. I want to I own. Okay. So now we, it's your- We can pander to one. each other's taste. Okay. Yes. Give me my third one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have your third one ready. It's going to come at you a little bit. So let it breathe. <laughs> okay. Take it in slowly. All right. Okay. God, what am I smelling here? Feels like a bit of a zingy amber. Mm, this is one that's kind of hard for me to get a hold of. It is, but now I'm starting to get a hold of it from a little bit of a distance. Yeah. And it's, I, I'm getting it now. Now, okay. it's one. I might, I might be totally off. Like, it feels like there's maybe some ginger and a, a lemmy here. It feels a bit grabby warm and, and <laughs> spicy I, and i know that you're on a floral bent so there there must be something floral here i don't know that i know what floral this is right away it's yummy um i will also say like just right off the right off the bat my first impression this isn't it, this isn't so ostentatious what temperature is a fragrance maybe it's a hot hot night and you've just gotten out of a pool. Hmm. There's something that could be maybe a little bit aquatic about it, and that could be the qualities of the florals here. I, I guess I'm getting a lot of florals. There's also something kind of deep and resinous going on here. Man, it's really pretty, but I find it hard to parse this. The colors that are coming hmm. to mind here, I'm seeing like maybe a deep aqua and a burnt orange. Um. Uh it feels very L.A. to me, very oh, West Coast. Who do you envision uh, wearing it? Who would wear this? Um, sh she's too earth. She? Okay. She's too earthy to be a real fashion girl. I could see this being worn by a man, but this does feel like it could be like a very small niche fashion project. It's it's very strong in its character. This I don't think this is something that's going to be for everyone. This fragrance itself is a passion project. Of a, of a brand. Oh, I'm going to read you some notes here. Please do. I need clues. For years, I tried to make a great tuberose scent. Some were okay, but they were usually smelled like tuberose perfume, not the flower. I tried many things until I broke down a sample I had over the course of a few days. I started to smell the melon, mushroom, rot, and slickness of the petals, grassy green freshness, and its haunting tea note. Okay. Oh, God, I feel like I know what that is. I know what brand did this, but I can kind of see that now. There's, I, I can see that it is tuberose, but there's much more going on here. Let me read you the notes. Normally, tuberose is, is itself, just by the presence of tuberose, it can kind of blot out a lot. But I do get the kind of mushroomy aquatic nuance here. Well, and I get tuberose this... can be kind of candy. And candy like yeah I, I get the sliminess honestly mm -hmm. i get the slimy aquatic quality like maybe um it's a little overripe or something well it has green tuberose and melon up top chrysanthemum elong along orris mm -hmm. i get blossom. the elong along big time yeah here. yeah tuberose absolute and uh sambac jasmine okay that all makes sense um yeah, the ilang ilang, I guess, is what's really coming out here. And it, it, it does give it that kind of deep blue aquatic quality. Ilang ilang always feels that way to me. 
um, what era is this set in? I feel like maybe this is like, it has that very narcotic quality that Tuberos has, but it also, like I said, maybe feels a little bit overripe. Maybe a, a 70s disco girl who's taken too many quaaludes and she's starting to fade. Um, and like I said, I think I said L.A. because maybe it feels a little bit like somebody's getting burnt out on the party scene a bit. I don't know that this is an overly happy fragrance for me, and I'm not sure it's one that I would want to wear. Oh. What what brand is this? It's Diaz and Durga, and it's Durga. So it's oh, the fragrance he God, created I... for his wife. Okay. Yeah. Damn. A bit of a downer here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... To make more contradictory uh, to what you had stated, it was uh, some of the inspiration is when I guess she was a kid or something like that. Someone in her family would bring her uh, tuberose flowers and put it by her bedside or something like that. We need to do that for Henry. Yes. (laughs) You'd love that. It's odd. Yeah. What a weirdo. Okay, so I like smelling it from a distance actually. And I and I'm curious to like if I wore it or if you yeah. wore it, how we'd feel if about I it. If I encountered this in the wild, I feel like own sample pitch. I don't I think I, there's a fourth option here. I want you to wear this around me when I want to wear this around you so that we can kind of figure out how to feel about this. Because there are some kind of dark aspects going on here and I'm not crazy. Like there's a weirdness. There's a, there's, I don't know, it's a mystery. Um, but it smells different on this paper than it does when I'm smelling. Because I, I sprayed a little bit when I was spraying it, it got on my hand. And I can smell it yeah. in my area. And um, and it just, it smells, I, I like it in my hair. It's a lot more breezy floral. Interesting. Yeah. But dead on, I can see what you're saying. Like, Smelling the, it it does strip, have that kind of dense. It has that mushroomy meatiness. When you said mushroom, I'm like, yeah, I get that. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, Weird. Not one that I've really spent much time considering with such big DS and Durga fans. And um, but yeah, we're gonna have to wear that. That is so odd. Well, so, that concludes our game. Yeah, and this podcast episode. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. I hope you guys did too. If you have any questions, comments, ideas, thoughts, anything, pass yeah. them along to us either on one of the social channels or just email us at hello at fragrophilia.com. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. bye bye